my soaking studio. This is a special episode because it is my 69th episode. I was born in 1969. So this is my episode, my special set episode of celebration of the person that I've come, become today. And I'm here to help you with my insights and my beliefs to help connect with you and your soul. I'm a full believer of mind, body, spirit, soul. So I really welcome you to this episode with great pride. I had a really interesting question this morning, a great workout, and I'm so happy and excited to be with you here today. So I hope you enjoy. Okay, have a wonderful day. Hi, good morning. Welcome to my soaking studio. I was asked a really good question. Oh, welcome. <laughs> welcome, by the way. <laughs> it's been a while, so I really appreciate spending this time with you. I had a great workout this morning, and I had a great question as well. Question is, what do you do? Let's see. Um, how do you keep from getting stuck in your own head and keep progressing forward? Wow, that was a great question. And at first I thought, hmm, was the person asking the question, asking for a particular case or a particular scenario? And then I just started thinking about all of the things that I've learned in the past, I would say three years with everything that I've been through and so <laughs> I pretty much shot, shouted out and shot out so many different things. Mainly, I think it's a huge game changer to even know that our mind will completely go the negative way initially, right? Off the bat. Dr. Daniel Amen calls it ANTS, A-N-T-S, Automatic Negative Thinking. So that S would be plural, right? Thoughts. So now that we know that, that we have ANTS, then we could quickly turn those things around. If you've followed my previous episodes, you know my story. And if you haven't, then I welcome you to start from the beginning so you can learn about my journey. But one of the things that really helped me a lot was just asking myself questions, asking myself good, effective and honest questions such as where does that feeling come from 
Why are you feeling scared? Why are you feeling jealous? Why are you feeling angry? Why are you feeling irritated? Why are you feeling yucky? Why are you feeling bad, right? Where is that coming from? Sometimes we don't know, and that's okay. Sometimes we know exactly. Then ask yourself, is it real? We don't know if it's real, right? Do we have any evidence it's real? Then you ask yourself, is this something that is necessary for me to even think about? Like, you're using your energy and your time to think about this stuff, right? Is it worth it? Like, where is it? Where is it helping you? In what areas is it helping you? If it's not helping you, and it's not real, then basically it doesn't exist. But because our minds are so creative, innovative, we think of all these scenarios. And most of the time we think of bad scenarios, right? What happens if this? What happens if that? If, so, if your loved one is going on a plane, you know, what happens if the plane goes down? What happens if, you know, they die or whatever, right? Like what happens if this? So we need to stop that. I would have thoughts come in my head constantly. I was actually very fearful. I had a protective order on someone and I was very fearful of him showing up at work or him following me home or him, you know, coming into work as he said one day and, you know, getting me and <laughs> I'm not going to go into the details, but um, physically dragging me out of work because I didn't answer his phone calls or whatever, right? And so I had all of these fears, but how is that serving me? And is it real? And could it possibly happen? And what are the measures we can do so that we could give ourselves peace of mind so that it won't happen, right? Oh, another good point. I didn't think about. <laughs> Pardon me, I, I had another thought that I wanted to share. So, it's important for us to ask ourselves effective, honest, and good questions. And so one of the things that's important is to ask yourself, is this something that I can control? Is this a controllable issue? Because if it's not a control, it's not in your control, there's not much you can do about it, right? 
except you could prepare um, you could be available to respond to various situations you could um, as I said ask yourself questions think of yourself as a first responder and really take in the situation do your assessment and be prepared be prepared to respond but if it's coming from fear and anxiety it's not coming from a good place so you need to get past that and ask yourself why am i fearful well maybe the answer is it's happened before and it might happen again but what do you know now it's happened before it could possibly happen again but it might not right so that's not the truth because you don't know it was going to happen again and what do you know now what do you have now you have knowledge how can you prevent that from happening again? For example, you're driving, you're texting, <laughs> and, and you're not paying attention to the light, or you're not paying attention to the car or slams the brakes in front of you, whatever. Like, okay, well, what did you learn? You learned to pay attention, you learned not to pay attention to your phone, <laughs> to pay attention to the road. You learned how to stay away from people. Uh, there, I think there's a two second rule. If you don't know this two second rule, what that is is that if you're driving, you pick a point such as the, uh, the freeway sign, as an example. You pick a point and the car in front of you passes that point and then you count two seconds before you pass that point. And if it's less than two seconds, then you're too close. So that's a two second rule. Another thing is, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people try to control things, right? Try to control circumstances, try to control the outcome. Pardon me, I keep getting interruptions, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, what's in your control? Why are we so controlling? We need to be not attached to the outcome or NATO. N-A-T-O, not attached to the outcome. We do the best with what we know and what we have at the time, at that circumstance. That's the best that we could do. What else? What else can we do? And if you need time, ask. 
is there a certain time frame? Oh, sorry, my pillow is like really squeaky, sorry. <laughs> is there a certain time frame where I can get back to you? Or um, when is the deadline? Or what is the priority? Um, you know, like, they're ask questions for people I'm talking about. For yourself, if someone is angry or upset or they're dumping their stuff on you, then you need to really step back and say, is this their issue or is this my issue? Because if it's their issue, they need to work it out, right? You cannot take that on. It's not your issue. If it is your issue, you own it. Then you work that out. But that's a really great question. It's a, it's a great assessment because sometimes I think people think it's always their issue. <laughs> Someone says something and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I feel bad or I, you know, should have done this or that or um, that's how people feel like they're not enough. But sometimes it's not their issue. So I learned that as a really great trick for myself is, you know, well not trick, but a mechanism that I use a tool is, is this my issue? And if it wasn't my issue, then cool, not my issue. It, not my circus, not my monkey. <laughs> it's not important. But it is important that you tell that person, you know, I really feel like this might be an issue that you need to work out. Unfortunately, I had to do that with my former BFF for like decades. And I said, you know what? You need to work out your anger issues. And inside, I'm telling myself, she's dumping on me with her anger. And it's not at me. It's not focused at me. It's inside. Because I wasn't the only one she was angry with. She's always angry. <laughs> it's like, okay, girl, you know? Like, I try to work out. We have stuff. We feel emotions. But it's how we communicate them. I may have mentioned in, in other episodes. But I'll say it again. Because I think it's really important. We tell our children all the time, use your words. Use your words, honey. Use your words. Because otherwise, we don't know what they want. We don't know what they need. We're just guessing, right? And they keep making noises. And we keep guessing. And they, the noises get worse and they get louder. And it's like, honey, use your words. Use your words. Like, I really want to help you, but I don't know what you need. So then... Children, they learn to use their words, right? Sometimes they're too brutally honest, but at least they use their words and they're honest. So non-PC, sometimes the kids are non-PC. Not, uh, if you don't know what PC is, politically correct. They're just blunt about stuff. But we know where they're coming from. 
we know how to show them a different way of expressing, but they're using your words, right? So as adults, I don't know what happens. They go inside themselves, they hold it in, they hold grudges, they shout out, they burst out, you know, in anger, whatever. And it's like, they're passive aggressive, whatever. And it's like, they're blaming and they're shaming. It's like, oh my gosh, no. You need to use your words. So I think for me, the most important thing is to stand up for yourself, stand up for your truth, and stand in your power. But how do you know yourself? Excuse me, I just hiccuped. <laughs> you know yourself in the way that you basically shut yourself off from the world. You become silent from within. And I don't know if you've done meditation or you've considered doing meditation or you've tried it before. Finding your center, finding your balance, finding your harmony. That's really how you get to know yourself. I truly believe that we are spiritual creatures. And the reason why I know that is because we have nightmares, but we have daydreams. And for some people, like me, I have euphoric dreams. And I have, what, what I feel those euphoric dreams are, are visions. Visions of maybe something that's happened in the past or in the future, but this spiritual euphoric feeling just overcomes me in these dreams and I can remember the dreams vividly and I would say there's a handful of dreams but vividly though that shows that we're spiritual creatures why why and how can we think outside the box right why and how can, can our mind and our mindset train us to f train our physical body down to the point where we could move energy, down to the point where we could regulate our heartbeat, down to how we could regulate our cells to heal? How can we do this? if we're not spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings, we are energy, and that's how we could do that. Our bodies are just like a vessel. You've heard of that. It's a vessel, it's a temple. We're just here temporarily. So for this temporary body, we need to make sure that it's clean, that it's sanitized, right? Because that's where we're living every day. What that means is that 
We need to clean ourselves, mind, body, spirit, soul. Clean ourselves completely, mentally, emotionally. Keep in harmony, keep in balance. Keep everything moving, keep everything flowing. All the toxins, all the crap, all the pollutants, all the all the bad vibes, all the bad energy. You've heard of all these terms. Get rid of them. You don't go back to them. You don't go back to the dumpster and start looking for your crap, right? <laughs> like who does that? You don't go into your toxic waste dump and you know, like look for it again or or even expose yourself to it again. You don't do that. You let it go. One of my episodes was talking about emotional refrigerator. You can go back to that because that talks about rotten food. You're not going to eat it. You're not going to take it out of the dumpster and, and put it back in your refrigerator, right? Why would we want to do that with our bodies? Why would we want to do that with our minds? It's rotten. It's toxic. You're going to get sick. And that's what happens, you know, with our mental issues. If we don't take control of our mental issues, we are giving control to circumstance. We are giving control to other people. We're giving our power to other people. So we must stay within our power. We must, we must know ourselves so that we know our truth. Stand up to our truth. Stand up for who we are. Know where we're headed. Because if we don't know where we're headed, we're driving aimlessly. But if we have a map, or if we have Thomas Guide, <laughs> for, you, for you all that know Thomas Guide maps, they're awesome. Uh, I used to plan my trips through Thomas Guide, I love it. But now we have the GPS that's on our phones, or TomTom, Tom, or I don't even know the other ones, what they're called, but uh, you know, we have a, a navigation system. So we plug in the destination and we go there. Do we go off of the destination? Possibly. Maybe there's a fruit stand. Maybe there's a gas. We need to get gas. Maybe we need to eat. Maybe we need to go to the bathroom. But for example, we're going to LA for Thanksgiving. So we're going to put in a GPS system to get us there. And we are planning on stopping off at favorite spots along the way, but that's already planned and it's already on the way. But we're in control of that. We're not in control of the, the weather conditions. We're not in control of the other drivers, but we can be in control of our car, ourselves, where we're going, how we're gonna get there, what time we're gonna leave, right? So there are certain things that are in our control. Some things are out of our control. We are in control of staying in our lane. 
we're not in control of somebody going in our lane when we're there, right? But we are in control of how we respond to that. And I think that's one of the most important things is to think about that. Think about the ants. Think about control. And don't try to control stuff that's not for you to control, right? Think about NATO, not attached to the outcome. And honestly, what are your expectations? Do you have expectations for people? Because people will fail you all the time. And people are pissed off all the time. It's like, well, you know, you shouldn't have that expectation for that person. Right? Expectations are going to always let you down. I mean, unless you have an agreement with that person, such as in an employment situation where you have expectations and then you have performance reviews, but the expectations are laid out. And if you don't have that agreement with somebody, then don't have expectations. You need to have an agreement, come in an agreement with people. Same thing on the other side. If they have expectations about you, you need to tell them. <laughs> I can't read your mind. You need to tell me what those expectations are. Like, how am I going to meet expectations? I don't even know what they are. We're blindly driving, right? And that's okay to say, you know what? I didn't know that that was your expectation. You didn't communicate that to me. But now that I know, I'll definitely make sure that I comply or abide or, you know, be mindful of that because I don't want you to feel that way or, you know, be heard or whatever, right? So anyway, other things. Ask yourself effective questions such as, how I used to ask myself questions from other people. When you start hearing negative voices, it's usually from other people, from your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your friends, you know, that negativity, and then you start to believe it, right? So sometimes when I would do stuff, I would say, what's wrong with you, Joanna? And then, I would turn it around and say, no, what's right with you, Joanna? And then I would start listing off all the right things. Isn't that wonderful? All the good things about me. There's a lot of good things about me. But also there's a lot of things to learn. So what is the lesson? Interesting, isn't it? Like, it just seems so basic, but I think we forget. So I just wanted to remind you of certain things that you could use that you have on your tool belt. And practice, practice these things. Don't be offended. Use your words in a beautiful way. 
Don't use it in a destructive way. And that goes for yourself as well, because we could be the hardest people in ourselves. Also, if you are a perfectionist, perfectionists have a dilemma because they want everything to be perfect. It's very controlling. Some things are not in our control, but sometimes that holds back perfectionists perfectionist because they don't even start. They don't even start one thing because they know that when the end is, you know, they, they only have like two days or whatever, it's not going to be perfect. So they'd rather not start in the beginning. So we need to get over that. If you are a perfectionist, you need to get help. Seriously. If there's clutter in your house, in your brain, in your heart, down to the cells, if there's obstruction, you need to clear that. Clear all of the toxins constantly. Mind, body, spirit, soul, clear it because it's going to block you and hold you back from seeing clearly the truth, seeing the situation, seeing and feeling and being mindful and present, being there for people, right? We can't always think that we're the victim. We're not victims. Then at one point in my life, I was a survivor. So I was just surviving every day. Now I'm a thriver. So I'm thriving every day. Because I've learned how to turn things around, not dwell on stupid stuff. Or if it is stuff that's important, acknowledge it and then let it go, right? Work it out and then let it go. And then I ask myself questions. Where is this coming from? Like I said, you know, it could be experience, right? So I ask myself, where is this coming from? Oh, I know. It's because this happened. Well, is it real for this certain situation? No, it's not. It's just a feeling that I'm feeling, that's all. I let it go. Because it was really plaguing my mind. And if it's plaguing my mind, it's taking away from all the beautiful things that could come, right? So that's why I say to live your life with vacation eyes because when we're on vacation, we're set up in that mode. We're in vacation mode. We're in relaxing mode. We're in disconnecting mode. We're in stimulation mode, but stimulation for all good stuff, right? And we're seeking good stuff and we're going towards good stuff. And because we're feeling good, other people are feeling good around us. And because we're feeling good and other people are feeling good, then people are gonna treat us nicer. And we're gonna have the most wonderful experience. And that's what it's all about. It's about how we create our own realities 
how we continue to clear out all the stuff, how we continue to disconnect and connect with ourselves, how we continue to move towards all the positive things or all the awesome things that make us feel good. That's what life is about. So why do we concentrate on negative things? Why do we think the worst of ourselves? Why? Because we haven't shown ourselves self-love. We don't find value in ourselves. So that's something we need to work on. Because I really feel like when we connect with ourselves, that's the only way that we connect can connect with other people. Truly connect with other people. And it has to be that beautiful, constant flow. All the goodness flows in, you know, to that other person because that's that's what you're you're exuding that. What a beauty that is, right? To live life like that. And it's possible. And you have full control over that. Anyway, I wish I could stay longer, but I must go. But I wish you well and have an awesome and beautiful day. Okay. Mm-hmm.